0: Welcome back to What's the Point of the Midrash, the weekly podcast where we take a look at a rabbinic text and offer suggestions to answer the question, what's the point of the Midrash? My name is Rabbi Josh Eder, and this week we've got Parshat Vayetze. This week we start with the beginnings of Yaakov's family and really the formations of B'nai Israel, uh, what will eventually be the nation of Israel and the 12 tribes. This, of course, did not go smoothly at all. Yako uh, first had some issues getting the wife that he wanted and worked for, and then, even after he got married a whole bunch of times, he had trouble having children with his beloved wife. And in Breshi Genesis 30, verse 1, Rachel, Rachel, the wife whom Yaakov particularly loved, was not having children, gets really upset with him. And the verse says, Rachel saw that she wasn't bearing any children for Yaakov. And Rachel was jealous of her sister. Meaning Leah, though not mentioned in this verse by name, v'atomer el Yaakov, and she said to Jacob, "Havali vanim ve'im ayin Give me children, or I will die." Yaakov doesn't take too kindly uh, with Rachel's statements, but focusing on this particular verse. The Midrash in Breshe Genesis, Rabbah 71.6, first has an issue with Rachel Rachel's attitude, or at least the way it's described, particularly with her being jealous. Amar Rabbi Yitzchak says, Ketiv, al yikane He's quoting here from Proverbs twenty-three, seventeen, that says, Do not let your heart envy sinners, but always be zealous for the fear of the Lord. The Atamart, and you're telling me, meaning the verse, that Rachel was jealous of her sister Leah. Ela Mila made, rather, this comes to teach you, Shekin ata b'ma'aseh tovim, that she was jealous of her good deeds. Amaraj, she said, or to herself, Ilulei shehit sadeket, lo hayat yo that were she not righteous, would she have borne children? I find this a fascinating type of midrash because. The verse, as stated, does not portray Rachel in a very positive light, and indeed, Yaakov kind of takes her to task. We're even told in uh, the next verse, in uh, verse thirty, ch- excuse me, chapter thirty, verse two, that Yaakov actually gets angry with with Rachel, Rachel, and he says, "Am I God that I'm the one who uh, is withholding from you your womb?" Meaning, Yaakov is saying, "Hey, look, this isn't my doing. That you can you know just yell at me about this of why are you not getting pregnant?" But here, of Yitzchak, is kind of concerned that Rachel is just why is she jealous to begin with because this is not a positive trait and the text the verse that he cites uh to bring the question that don't let your heart envy sinners what the presumption here is that Leah was a sinner we don't really see any evidence of Leah doing anything wrong such that it has to get reversed of oh Rachel isn't jealous of you know Leah because she has kids it's she's jealous because of her good deeds But of course, if you try reading this back into the verse, it doesn't quite make sense because if Rachel was jealous of Leah's good deeds and she reasons that, well, if because she was right, Leah was righteous and therefore she has kids, then why would she go and yell at Yaakov? You know, like, you know, I want, you know, give me kids or else I'm going to die, whereas she could just, you know be a better person um, as far I know I should say that's not quite how pregnancy works by modern standards in medicine um, but just again even reading back the spiritual message here of uh, the jealousy you know it, it doesn't really make sense reading it back into the text because if she was really jealous of Leia's deeds not the outcomes well there was a very easy solution to that of just be a better person for it and she wouldn't really have to go yelling to Yaakov. Also I can't help when I you read this last line of Shekinah tapem asim Hatovim that she was jealous of uh, Leah's righteousness there is a for me a hilarious quote from the Simpsons This is from Season 5, Episode 16, Context is When Homer Becomes Flanders' Friend. Not really important for this context, but at one moment, the uh, Flanders kids who are raised in a devout evangelical Christian household are watching a Christian cartoon, which has the following exchange between these characters who are sheep. What's wrong, Jeremiah? It's not fair. My brother Joseph has a syndicate confess. I wish I had one, too. Oh, don't you see? You do have a sin to confess. The sin of envy. Ah. Ah. And after this, one of the kid asks, well, that's all well and good for sheep, but what are we to do? But yeah, it seems like, you know, if you're going to be jealous of someone else's righteousness, you know, just either be a better person, of course, you know, again, not a direct parallel with the quote, but couldn't help myself. And I realized, hey, I might as well take advantage of the podcasting medium when I can and have the time. Anyway, back to our midrash. Rav tries to spin the verse to paint Rachel in a more positive, more righteous light that it's not just... She's having a very human reaction of desperately wanting something that her sister, who, again, shouldn't even be part of this equation between her and her husband, has. And furthermore, this passage of Midrash of uh, Breshit seventy-one 71.6 continues by sort of you know, negating almost that introductory statement by Rav Yitzhak, by putting the focus on no, 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 she really did want to have kids it wasn't just that she was jealous of Leah's good deeds as much as jealous of having kids the Midrash continues Shmuel, Arba there are four people who are considered as if they are dead there Umishe umisha Banim, Uh, The leper, the blind person, the one who is childless, and the one who has become impoverished. And there are verses cited for each particular one, with this particular verse being the proof text for someone who has no children. So from here, if we're going to read this in, it's, She felt that she wasn't really alive, or wasn't treated as if as alive, because, well, if I don't have kids, well, I might as well be dead. I don't think what it's mentioned here is in a very literal sense, as much as you want know, to treat as who are considered as dead. Um, this itself carries a lot of meaning. It doesn't mean that your particular life is worthless as much as it's discussing the either psychological issues that people may go through, how people may consider themselves, not to say that you are actually less than human or treated less than human. I think this is more of a psychological midrash of these are people who have particularly acute suffering, and we should be sympathetic accordingly. Uh, Focusing on, say, the having kids part, uh, you have statements in the Gemara about how we were only created for Peru Uravu. Humanity was only created to procreate and populate the land. So not being able to be a part of that for many people could be considered as a really huge loss or something missing in their lives that can make it seem to them as if life isn't worth living because of the difficulties and challenges they're in obviously these statements here don't necessarily apply to everyone i know people who are blind who live perfectly fine lives and are completely happy being very well adjusted with how they are so do not take this as well the torah hates or the midrash here hates blind people But I do think we may be able to combine these two things that I acknowledge now that it is a bit of a stretch into in that the second half of this midrash provides the psychological basis for why someone can feel that way. Um, And I know that there are plenty of people out there who struggle with having kids, and they want it so badly and so desperately. And it can be very challenging when, if there's something, be it have it kids or even something more generic, that you desperately, desperately want, and it comes so easy to other people who might not even appreciate how easy it is for them— It's very easy for someone to feel very resentful and very jealous of them. And I think jealousy can come in a couple of different flavors where one is you can have jealousy of resentment of, you know, I'm annoyed with these other people in that, you know, they have what I want and therefore I resent them from having what I want. But the jealousy can also be very internal where you feel that you don't measure up in a particular way. And the jealousy isn't about, I dislike the other person, as much as you feel that sense of loss that, why can't I be like this other person? I mean, some people have a sense of jealousy that is external, that's directed against the other person. And sometimes it's more internal, what's more reflective against the individual. And I think that could be what's going on here with these two opinions of trying to get into the head of, you know, what Rachel is really thinking like, where for her, this was why she was put on this earth. And this is the only thing that really matters to her. So, of course, she's going to have an emotional outburst for it by it. And when you she sees her sister Leia and you know, she's able to have several kids really easily and really quickly then yeah, on one end, you could say, I'm jealous of her in terms of she has what I've always wanted and therefore say I'm going to resent her. Or you can also say, well, following the opinion of Yitzchak that she was jealous of her good deeds of like, wow, why am I not as good as she is? Which might address that question that I mentioned earlier, which is if it's just a matter of good deeds, well, sure, I'll you know be more righteous and do that. Maybe she tried and maybe that really didn't work out for her. So even if you're of the mindset, well, if you want to be successful, look at a successful person and copy what that successful person does, and you do that and you keep doing that and it doesn't work out, what are you left with except a great deal of emptiness and frustration that for something that a person might want so desperately can be really, really hard to overcome. In this regard, it shouldn't be a surprise that she has the outburst that she does to Yaakov. Was Yako's response the most helpful? Probably not, but at the same time, I'm not sure what would be. Because if someone wants a particular thing so desperately and it's not there, it's it's a binary issue. Either you have it or you don't. And you can try talking someone down out of it or trying to say, hey, you know, maybe you don't really you know, want this or, you know, try to find other things and other other ways of finding consolation. But yeah, that's still not going to work and could just as easily come out as patronizing. And I guess what I'm trying to say is I think the point of this Midrash is combined is an insight into the psychology of what does it mean to really be jealous of someone and the type of hurt someone can feel that would cause them to feel jealous. And that this sort of jealousy isn't necessarily that I dislike the other person. But when you see something coming so easily to someone else and you try it yourself and it doesn't work, just how horrible that makes you feel to the point where you know, you say, like, if I don't have kids, I'm going to die. This is also, you know, you could substitute anything for you know not just having kids, but pretty much any goal where you just feel you don't measure up to other people. And then you start questioning your whole existence. It's a very difficult place to be. And I know that there are a lot of people who struggle with this sort of thing. Uh, I can say that I've struggled this quite a bit, which is partially why this speaks to me in this particular way. And I don't really have an answer for it. But I do think that if this is what the point of the Midrash is, that it's a very poignant observation about human nature that requires a lot more study and thought. Anyway, these are my ideas of what I think the point of the Midrash might be, but I'd love to hear yours. What do you think is the point of the Midrash? Please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is at J Uter. You can also find me on Facebook or drop me an email at my website, www.joshuter.com. Thank you very much. Have a great week and a wonderful Shabbat.